Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you are joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors, and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making this show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Just confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Dad's disease. Explain it me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it. I'll wait. Wait for what? For you to get your voice back. Guys, we hit 40 episodes today. Today. Today! Whoop whoop. It's been a, a, a very learn, learning experience. Learned experience? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who has listened so far. For the three people that have listened to this podcast consistently. <laughs> and our one Nigerian <laughs> prince. Stephanie's convinced whoever you are that you're a prince. Absolutely. Sponsor us. Um, <laughs> we'll rep princes. Um, Don't ask me for money because I have none. <laughs> no, we need your money. So anyway, get ready for 40 more. Hopefully. At least. Yeah, at least. We need to hit 100 so we can do momentum. <laughs> yeah, that's our 100th episode where we are each going to watch a half weight. of it. <laughs> How are you, Stephanie? <laughs> well, I'm not choking to death. <coughs> it's not to death, I wish, but... Oh, I learned a fun fact uh, over the last week. Yeah, I think it was what's last that? weekend. Did you know that uh, Mozart composed, I don't know if it's a symphony or if it's just a song, called Lick My Ass? <laughs> okay. No? There's there's lyrics. Okay. Lick my ass. Lick my ass. Well, I guess we can all understand now that Mozart is the ass-eating daddy of our... our... That we didn't know about. Yeah. He died of syphilis. Praise lick my ass Mozart. <laughs> I asked you how you were, so what's the next thing we do? We're just getting into it right away. All right, so uh, welcome to Explain It Me. Explain It Me. A podcast where two women. Uh, two women. We're two women. Two women. Schwammen. Talk about a movie that's confusing in plot. And the caveat is that both of us are drunk. One well, slightly. Me, I am definitely be more because Donna has been fucking slacking. Yeah, but I'm more something else, so. <laughs> Tell us what movie we're doing today, Stephanie. Today, we are doing the 2007's movie. <laughs> okay. Sunshine. Starring my man. You are my sunshine. Is it starring my man? Yes. But he has disgusting hair in this movie. It's not that bad it looks like a scene kid mullet i mean it's definitely 30 seconds to mars but (coughs) also chris evans is in this movie yes okay that's all i know about the movie cool the director of this movie is danny boyle okay do you know what else he made that killian murphy was in yes okay (laughs) 28 days Days later later. where you can see his peepee he also did uh, Steve Jobs. The movie Jobs. It's called Steve Jobs. There's it two. Is? Uh, yeah, I there's know. There's two different Ashton ones. Ashton Kutcher, yeah. yeah. This is the one not with Ashton At, Kutcher. This is the one with Michael Fassbender. The yes. problem is, is that Michael 
Ashton Kutcher looks more like Steve Jobs than Michael Fassbender does, but Michael Fassbender acts his way, like blows his performance out of the water compared to Ashton Kutcher. Yes. Mm -hmm. He also did 127 Hours. That movie where James uh, Franco... (laughs) Yeah, I said McAvoy. Franco has to rip his own arm off before or after he masturbates. Cuts it off with a Swiss Army knife. Mm. True story. Didn't he also do Train Spotting, or am I making that up? Directed. I don't remember. All right, you have any other names? Someone else. Well, he also did Slumdog Millionaire. I didn't know he directed that. Jesus. There is one writer on this movie... Okay, good. It is Alex Garland. Okay. Who also <clears throat> wrote the script for Annihilation. He did do Transpotting. He did? Yeah. I couldn't remember. I know someone did from the list, but I don't remember who. Annihilation, Ex Machina, and he also wrote the script for 28 Days Later. Okay. There's other shit that oh, he so did. so this is their, like, coming back together again. Yeah. Like Paul Verhoeven and that other guy who did Showgirls. You okay? They did basic instinct. No. <laughs> no, I'm not okay. <laughs> okay. There's other shit, um, but those were like the most known, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, actors. Actors. We got eight. Well, technically nine main actors. Jesus. This takes place on a fucking spacecraft, right? Bitch, I thought you only knew who was in this. Oh, no. I know a little bit about the movie, okay. too. But yes. Because, like, I will watch anything with Kelly Murphy, but not this. I just. It's not bad. It's definitely longer than it needs to be. Mm. But uh, whatever. We'll get into it. Actors. Killian Murphy. Rose Byron. Okay. Chris Evans. Cliff Curtis. This man, I think he's underratedly hot. Hiroyuki Sonata. He's in Westworld. <coughs> he's in a. He's he's in the most recent... Most recent? recent. <laughs> the most recent John Wick. He's a very, very attractive man. Michelle Wu, mm-hmm. Benedict Wong, Troy Garrity, which I know his face, but I can't remember from what, and also Mark Strong. That was going to say, one of the guys that you named, he's very, he is attractive. I see that. Yes. Rose Byron is from, the only thing I can think her of her in is Bridesmaids. Oh, that's true. She's been in a bunch of shit. I didn't write this down, but trivia, she thought this was a comedy movie. <laughs> When she read the script. Okay. So those are our main cast. Mm-hmm. Now, I did refer to everyone except for <clears throat> Mike Strong as their character names. Well, that's not true. But You said Killian Murphy, right? Yeah. Okay. Killian- Just wanted everyone to know Killian Murphy is in this movie. Yes. He plays the main, main, main person. Yes. It's There's a lot of people, so... But yes, On he one is the main can of an aircraft. So to Y'all speak. Y'all know the submersible. We got the submersible, the one that goes up. Upmersible. <laughs> Funny you say upmersible because it's shaped like an umbrella. What the craft? Yes. The ship. Yes. So I'm just gonna go into it with saying the cast's name. I will say who I call by their actual name, just their name. So we got Killian Murphy. His character's name is Robert. I just call him Rob. Why can't you do that? Does the cast call him Rob or Robert? They call him by his last name, which is Kappa, but I just called him Rob. Okay. Rosie Byron is Rose Byron. <laughs> Byron, right? Yes, Rose Byron. It is uh, Cassie. Chris Evans is Mace. Do you think I'm gonna remember all these names? Mace, like the rapper. You can come all you want to, huh? All you want to, honey. I'm a love you, girl. I'm I was thinking like you. Mace. No. <laughs> like pss, pss, I'm a Mace you. Hiroki, Hiroki, but they call him uh, 
Canada. What? <laughs> it was spelled Canada originally with a K, but again, trivia I didn't write down. He told them to add an E into it because it sounded more authentic Japanese. Mm -hmm. Michelle, I just refer to as Michelle, Troy, whatever the fuck his last name is, Harvey. This was a mistake to tell me the cast names before the movie started. And then <clears throat> Benedict Wong is Trey. Okay, like the thing you eat off of. Yes, but I'll, I'll try to remember. If you get lost, just ask me who oh, is Oh, I'm already lost. <laughs> okay, cool. <clears throat> Ready for a question? Yeah. Would you go? Would you go? <laughs> Back up. I didn't all say that shit. <clears throat> Would you ever go into space? No. <laughs> I wouldn't go to space. I wouldn't go into down water space. I wouldn't go east i wouldn't go west i'm fine right here all right donna hypothetical okay i'm being forced to go to for space. whatever fucking reason jail for whatever fucking reason they need you with the edumacation yeah to go into space to save mankind absolutely not to save <laughs> mankind i don't give yes. a fuck if they to were gonna give me pussy loads of money if someone was gonna be like you can that's own, not even own a, a killer whale you're, then yeah sure you're doing it to save your family <clears throat> What family? Your hypothetical family. Do I have... You got eight kids. Eight? That pussy be popping. I mean, yeah, my pussy's blown like glass at that point. Like, just shoot me up in the goddamn space and set me on fire. In the pussy? <laughs> if I was being forced to... I do I have a choice? Is that what you're asking me? Would I? Would you do it to save your family? They would never hear an ending to how I saved not only their and lives, there's a 50, but 50 chance... That you might die. You never come back. Never. So I'm O.J. Simpson in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because he's still alive. Yeah, but there was a 50-50 chance he was going to be found guilty, not guilty. Right. F not guilty, guilty. He's still alive. Yeah, but like being found guilty would have put him in jail. He got off as not guilty. Yeah, but and he, he would was... still be alive. He's not 50-50 execution. Be in jail? You're still alive. Where are you going to get... Think of all the books I could read. You're going to get graped? Actually, you can't order whatever books you want in prison. They have to go through, like, people who are like, yeah, they're There's allowed a to read it. Yeah, but you have to ask and request right, for books but you to can be ordered. Still... This is going too far. Listen, I my joke was accurate. You don't get it. That's fine. If it was a 50-50 chance, no. Okay, so Donna hates all of you. If, if it was 60-40, maybe. The fuck? If somebody hit me with an 80-20, I'd be like, 80-20 is good enough. I'll do it. That you come back? Yeah. Okay. So... Movie starts. Narration is Killian Murphy. His character name is Robert. Okay, well, wait a second. We have to get something straight here. Does he have an Irish accent, a British American. accent, or beat me to the punch? But what kind of American? A, a new, neutral. A new England? Uh, what the fuck is neutral? Just American. That's, I don't like that answer. And I feel like... It's, it's not Southern. Okay. It's not... New England. Oh my God, I'm from fucking Long Island. <laughs> Imagine he had to do that accent. <laughs> It's not New England. Okay. It's just the most filtered American English accent Fine. that you can fucking think of. Fine. 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 We see. We saw. A shot of the sun and then the narration of Rob saying that the sun is dying. Well, true. <laughs> I mean, technically, but there's like billions of years left. The sun is dying and. Billions? Yeah, a star takes billions of years to die. How many years has it been around so far? I don't know, like three? Billion? Yeah, I think it's like 2.8. 
Okay, you know, there are other things that are going to kill us quicker. Like the fact that we're sinking into the water. Unless we're going to Not develop that. gills. How about global warming? That's part of global warming. Global warming is right, the reason that we're sinking into the water. Right, we're sinking. <laughs> like, you, I know what the fuck I'm We're sinking, about. but we're also fucking burning. Alive, yes, yes. I know. So the sun wouldn't even... Sun's not the problem. The, it's the, not. It's not but a priority. It is. Okay. The sun is dying. There's a trivia explanation to why this is a theory, but it's never said in the movie. Okay. This is also not mentioned in Dice. the movie. This is Dice. also not mentioned in the movie, but I guess I can fucking say it. This movie is supposed to be taking place in 2057. Okay. So I wouldn't be alive to yes, have you would. sex with Killian Murphy. 50 is my mark <laughs> he'd be fucking 80 no but in this movie he's younger in this reality <laughs> M- my <laughs> so the sun is dying and earth is like yo we need to save that bitch so earth needs to save the sun yes where's mercury there's no i pe- mean there's, there's no, no planet there's no planet no wait <laughs> yeah here's where we're jumping into the fact that science isn't my strong oh, subject Lord. either besides geography <laughs> <laughs> but i'm good at history um sometimes <laughs> English is where it's at. Um, Mercury is yeah. a planet. It is. It is. Yes. That is closest to the sun. Fun fact. Well, then I was right. Where is that bitch? Why is she helping? Why is she jumping in? Yes, Why the it... autonomous Mercury Why... planet. Why has Earth got to save everything? Because people. I'm sure there's people on other planets. Not in our solar system. You're right, but come on, Captain save a hoe. Let's go. Like Captain save Yo, beep, 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 beep. Captain Save a Hole out there. <laughs> you remember Captain Planet? How'd he get all those kids? <laughs> why is he not? <laughs> is he a pedophile? <laughs> I was gonna say, why is he not on the FBI's most wanted list? He got a kid from every country. He likes the rainbow. Taste it. Skittles. <laughs> Sponsor. <laughs> Papal decided that they're gonna send out a mission. Basically, they're gonna throw a bomb at the sun to try to reactivate it. Oh, wait a second. What? Yes. <laughs> like if I was like, I'm going to throw a hot pocket in my oven and see if it sets on fire. They're saying that it definitely will set the They've oven on fire. They've never done this, so how did they know? They just know. Because of science. Uh, I don't remember. It's not a nuclear whatever the fuck, but basically whatever chemicals make up the sun, they're going to throw a bomb at it to make it blow up again what chemicals make up the sun stephanie i don't remember they said it i read it i don't remember something with an a it's like 50 percent fanta arceus the pokemon 25 percent high c but only the mcdonald's vending machine one not vending machine fountain soda one <laughs> and then 30 percent the old four loco <laughs> no wait two percent is the trident orange gum <laughs> That's only no, here no, in no. America. The zebra gum. I hated that shit. I love that shit. Of course you did. <laughs> so anyways, they, people, they, sent out a space mission called the Icarus, the Icarus Project, that was supposed to restart the sun. This ship went missing. Okay. So, we souffle. So it's like, we souffle? We souffle. We souffle. <laughs> Like Have you sub- souffled? It's like the submersible that was missing but not missing and the military the just souffle. didn't want to tell us that they knew they were dead. And they called it the souffle. Hmm. What were you going to I said it. <laughs> okay. We don't know this yet, but we're going to find out soon. This first ship went missing seven years ago. It's gone. And there is, they call it like the dead zone. So basically while this ship was going to the sun, they were supposed to detach and then come back to Earth. 
a little more than halfway going to the sun, they would reach an area where they wouldn't be able to send communication back to Earth. So we meet this second mission of the whole cast that I just said, the crew that we meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the second ones going. They're the, the second. second. Stupid idiot. Now, the fact that they couldn't think of a new name for this mission is fucking stupid. They just call it the Icarus 2. What did you want them to call them? Dead bitches walking? I don't know. I don't know. They could have fucking named it something else. Sicarus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Rob is part of the second crew. Can we call him Robert? That sounds fancier for a man with blue eyes like him. <laughs> Fine, we'll call him Rob. He's fucking Rob. He robbed my heart. He stole it right out of my wow. chest. Wow. The first crew just disappeared. They don't know if they crashed. They just completely lost communication with them. So now it's Rob and seven other people. They got a bomb. The bomb. bomb, 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 bomb. They don't say it in the movie, but in trivia, it's a nuclear bomb. And it is the size of Manhattan. Manhattan is small. Right. So it's really not again. <laughs> in trivia that I didn't write down, it was supposed to be like the size of all of America or some shit like that. It was supposed Manhattan? to like, no, the bomb. Oh, <laughs> it was supposed. <laughs> Manhattan was supposed to be the size of America. Yes, it's something having to do with science. It doesn't fucking matter. He says that their mission is basically to make a star within a star. Dumb. You know what your question should have been. If you had to, we're being forced to go on this death mission to the sun. Who would you bring with you? What seven it's, people would you bring with you? It's not originally a death mission. Yeah, I know that. What seven people would you bring with you? And I would be like, the government, I need this to happen. Sanction these people. They're not allowed to say no. Killian Murphy. <laughs> Sebastian Stan. James McAvoy. Isaac. Isaac. What the fuck is his Oscar name? Isaac. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Pedro Pascal. I got two more. That 70s show. Topher Grace, he's the brains. He can be, yeah, he'll be fine. And then if I could pick a dead person, Anton Yelchin. The guy who got crushed to death by his yeah, car. why? Because he was so cute. He's just there to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a waste. I got Marvel. He got crushed by his Jeep. I got all these Marvel men. <laughs> Marvel men. Oh my god, alright. So be like, please, we're all married. <laughs> Icarus 2. Yeah. Is their ship. Can we call it Sicarus? Sicarus 2. <laughs> The ship is AI, so they can talk to it. Uh, okay. So they'll be like, hey, Icarus. The ship's name is Icarus? The ship's name right. is Icarus. So they'll be like, hey, Icarus, do this. Uh, we find out that Cliff is a doctor. He's right, like Cliff's a... not the hot one, though. Why do I care? Well, I'm just oh, you're setting just letting up us who know. the characters yeah, okay. are. He, I, I don't know. He's basically the fucking therapist, but also doctor if someone gets hurt. He's a therapist to the ship. Yes. Hey, Icarus, how are you feeling today? I want to die. <laughs> Icarus, you can't feel feelings. Self-implode. <laughs> In 10 seconds. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. <laughs> the sun tastes like a flaming hot Cheeto. They have like a room that's a platform. It's a fucking room. Okay. I feel like I have to set up how the ship looks like. So I feel like I, I have to tell you what a room is. Can I hit that vape before I get into the description? <laughs> Dr. Love. Call him Dr. Love. He's on the ship gonna save the sun he's not oh <laughs> right he'll he's try the therapist for robots <laughs> so the whole ship looks like an umbrella you said that the front of the ship is the top of the umbrella and basically the whole top of the umbrella 
is like mirrors so to reflect the sun from hitting the ship because it would basically just i was gonna implode. say what would they do if they got close to the sun are they gonna get instant chans and then be accused of doing blackface yeah okay <laughs> how'd you know also is the ship floating straight or is it like this it's like the it's the the top the top of the umbrella is going towards the sun okay so the whole top is mirrors basically that like angle towards the sun depending on their trajectory because mm-hmm. you know gravitational pull from planets yeah sure i know all of that yeah you do now <laughs> how there's a little section of where the top of the umbrella is that's like a fucking tanning room <laughs> it's basically a window that has a special filter that they can dim or undim. I don't know what's the fucking opposite. Where they can basically change the filtration of the sun going through. So the first thing we see is the doctor, Dr. Cliff, is sitting in this room and he's talking to Icarus and he's like, what's the level or the percentage of the sun coming through? And Icarus is like 1.3. He's like, I don't know, bitch. <laughs> And, Ask me tomorrow, maybe. And he's like, okay, bringing it up, bring it up to three percent. And she's like, if I bring it up to three percent, your retinas will basically burn out. Icarus is a female robot. Icarus is a female ship. Yes, it's a female voice. Her name is Ick. What's her pronouns? Ick. Her pronouns. Okay. Icarus. My pronouns are Glock three fifty. They they just call her Icarus. Okay. They never say, hey, they Icarus. It's like when you name your daughter Wyatt. He likes to suntan. Why? I don't know. He likes to live on the edge of going blind. I love that edge. Yeah. You can't really see it, but you're there. Right. So I'm mentioning this room because it'll be important later. The next thing we see is the crew is like in their cafeteria area and they're all eating. And they're is just, the food look good? We don't really get to see the food. <laughs> we just know that they're eating. And they're talking about, I don't, yo, science people, NASA, anyone from NASA? NASA County, not NASA. <laughs> we want them Long Island bitches. We don't want them scientists who go up into space. There's wind in space? Yeah. There's wind in space. That I knew, yes. It's a vacuum. Yeah. There's wind in space. Yeah. Why would it be called wind? I don't know, because... Isn't the definition of wind moving air? There's no air. But there's whirls. There's whirls? Mm Mm-hmm. Donna's knowledge. There's whirls in space. It's fucking down. So, okay. (laughs) Either I've seen that in a cartoon about space aliens, or I know that that's real. I just... There should be a different name for it. There probably is. All right. So, Hiroyuki... Okay. His name is Canada. What are we calling him? Because Can- I can't say. I'm, I'm just calling him Canada. Canada? Okay. Canada. Canada sounds cool. He is the captain. Oh, he's the captain? Damn. He's the captain. I am the captain. Why didn't they make Robert the captain? Because you know he was the captain of all those ladies. He was the captain of love. Mm. He was in the clue. <laughs> in the loop. Yeah. Canada is the captain. Captain Crunch. He's telling them. He's dressed like Captain Crunch. Yes. With the hat and the blue <laughs> uniform, everything. And he's saying that there's some winds hidden the ship, so they gotta be careful. Space wind. Space wind. But that they're also approaching... space hurricane coming. There's al- they're also approaching the dead zone. So the area where they won't be able to send anything back to Earth. They have to go through this zone to be able to get to the sun. Yes. And they have to it's be within bullshit. a certain distance. You're in space. There's literally nothing blocking your way. You can go around. It'll take longer, but... Okay, it's not the fact that nothing is blocking their way. It's the fact that they're passing through different planets and their gravitational poles 
where they have to direct the payload, is what they call the bomb, to get to the sun. Okay. So they're saying that they're getting to the dead zone, so if you want to send any last messages, now's your chance. And they're apparently reaching it earlier than they were expected by like seven days or some shit. Okay, I have a very important question. Is there sex in this movie? No. None whatsoever. There's not even a left hit. A kiss? Does he not have a love interest in this? He does. Okay. Kind of, but it's never specifically mentioned if it is an actual loved interest. This is bullshit. Mm -hmm. I need it in his claws. Make out with Chris Evans even. I'd be down. They mentioned that they are 55 million miles away from Earth. And at some point a little bit earlier, they said that they are 36,000, sorry, thousand. They are 36 million miles away from the sun. So they're more than halfway. Rob sends a message to his family. Does he have kids? No. Oh, thank God. He basically says like, if we're approaching the dead zone and if one day you wake up and you realize that the day is a little bit more beautiful than the last day that means we accomplished our mission and he also mentions the fact that from the sun for light to travel to the earth it takes eight minutes so if they see is that true i guess i didn't (laughs) google it but sounds about right (laughs) it takes eight minutes for light to travel to earth and it takes four minutes for a space tunnel hurricane to wipe your ass out but it only takes two for a space tsunami to kill you space tsunami (laughs) (laughs) there are earthquakes just happening in space they're just space quakes (laughs) all the space shakes Mm. dear fucking god (laughs) we find out that this isn't supposed to be a suicide mission because that's what i originally thought they explain the science behind the bomb that the umbrella which doesn't make sense now that i think about it but whatever the umbrella of the ship is the bomb and they're supposed to detach from it and then like push themselves off so they can get away before it blows up so it's like a four minute like gap between the jets on the projectile to like start pushing the bomb into the sun it doesn't make sense really because there's more shit that happens to this but whatever because this is my united states whatever so they're planning on going back but it's gonna take years before they can go back to earth it's gonna take them years to get back to earth i thought you said it was 55 miles away million 55 million miles so how long have they been floating in this goddamn umbrella like mary poppins i'm assuming at least three years at this point fuck that you didn't say that in my question they don't ever say it this is my guess oh Oh, now we got a new segment on the show. Stephanie's guess. Yes, and I will tell you when I think this is my guess later in the movie. Real Roger Ebert over here. Michelle Wu is the plant doctor. Okay. They got the little shop of horrors plant in the room. (laughs) Fanging me. So I I guess this is a thing. Like, I don't remember what space movie I was watching recently, but they have a room where basically they're using plants to make oxygen for the ship. Nothing sounds worse than watching Matt Damon do an entire movie by himself. So in space. He is the Martian. Oh, did you just ruin the movie for me? That's the movie title. Oh, it is? Okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 
All right, so she's got... He is the spaceman. She's got a jungle wing on the ship. There's a shit ton of plants, and basically the plants are supposed to sustain any oxygen, so they're not, like, running out of oxygen. It's just constantly being created. She tells Canada that they're all good on oxygen, so they don't have to worry about that, like, That's on the trip the there, going back. That's why the submersible went wrong. They didn't have a fucking jade plant sitting in the corner with them. <laughs> they didn't have Michelle Wu. Next to their Ziploc shit bag. With their Logitech controller. <laughs> We get, I don't know, we find out that they have no idea what the fuck happened to Icarus 1. They're just talking about the ship again. I don't remember why, and I don't even remember if there's an explanation, but for whatever reason, Mason Robb, Chris Evans, and Killian Murphy's characters don't like each other. So they get in a even fight. fucking hotter. I have to see this movie now. <laughs> like, Can they, you imagine they fucking fought and then fucked and then fought again? Wow. <laughs> Don't you have an imagination? <laughs> Come on, none of our movies have man-on-man action. It's sexist. Yeah, no, I know it doesn't, but that's not what I was thinking when I was watching That's what I was thinking movie. of. They fight over some shit. Everyone's like, fuck you and your like testosterone. Like physical or they're just yeah, yelling they, at no, each other? Yeah, oh. no, they start like fist fighting. All right, I have a question. Who's winning? I mean, definitely Chris Evans. I knew that was the answer, but I didn't want it to be. Unless Killian Murphy is pulling out a shank. <laughs> He's not that thin. Dude, he's thinner, smaller, and shorter. He is. He's my height. After this fight, Cliff, the doctor, he's a therapist. He's talking to Mace, who is Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. I was like, who's Mason? It's short for Mason. They just call him Mace. Yeah, I know. I said it's short for Mason. Right. There's no mention of Mason. It's just Mace. But his name is Mason? No, it's just Mace. You said that. You said Mason... Rob. No, I said Mace. You said Mason. Mace and Rob. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Mace is sent into the therapy room, which is basically like a giant room that just has screens all over, so you can think of anything, and the room will look like that. So if you're like, I want to be in the middle of a forest, the whole room will look like you're in the middle of a forest. But he likes ocean waves, and that relaxes him. So... The doc sends him to have some room ocean wave therapy, and that's it. (laughs) Okay. We, I don't remember, someone is watching a video from the first ship, and it's Mark Strong, and I think his character's name is, like, Pinbacker, like his last name. Okay. But he was the captain of the first ship, and he's making, How did he survive, then, if he was the captain of the first ship? It's just a video log from the first ship. No, I know. Before but they went he missing. On the ship? Yeah. So how the fuck? Oh, it's a video log of him talking. Yeah. Okay. So I thought he was there. Well, it it's like footage of bef- I think it's like right before they go into the black zone or the dark zone or whatever the fuck it's called. And he's sending a message, and it's yeah, beep beep beep, back that bitch up. So we're getting a basis of what's happening in the world, why they're on the space mish. and we're also getting. A background of the characters and everything that's going on in the movie. We're also seeing shit that can like basically kill them. So it's like foreshadowing kind of thing. Like what? Like Mace handles, I guess, the maintenance on like the hard drives for the spaceship. And it's like submerged in water. So he's doing some maintenance and he's like on the platform of where the water is. And basically like the computer rises up out of the water and he drops a wrench and he has to like quickly grab the wrench out of the water and when he pulls his hand out he's like ah. i thought you were gonna say mace handles snakes on the ship yes there's snakes <laughs> on the ship 
for what reason? Snakes and, in and the ship. An ecosystem. Yeah. They run the motor. <laughs> These silly noodles. Uh. <laughs> we now see, you know, someone says some shit and the whole crew is on that platform where you can watch the sun. And we see that they're passing Mercury, the planet. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Not the person. Mercury is in retrograde. Mercury River. <laughs> it's in retrograde. Not the person. Who's... Oh, Freddy? You're funny. Glad you just got that. We see Harvey, the one actor I don't know. He is listening to space. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He likes to listen to space. What do you think, space? Yeah, it's just fart noises. <laughs> and he hears a sound. Oh, good. <laughs> I have to play it for you because I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> We know space is alive. <laughs> I recognize that voice anywhere. That's space. <laughs> so he hears that. That's terrifying. This sounds awful. I will not go. Like, I changed my answer. <laughs> he hears that, and he's like, oh shit. I need to tell the other peeps. So he goes to them, and he's like, yo, I heard a sound. And they're like, the fuck did you hear in space? And he's like, I heard this. And he's like, this is the distress beacon from the Icarus One. Oh, so it's not space. But it's in space. But it's not space. It's not space. The person. It's in space. Yeah, the space <laughs> the person. And they're like, holy shit, the ship isn't destroyed. Where is it? In space. In space. Good luck finding it. So Trey, who is the dude from Doctor Strange, Benedict Wong. Yeah. He is like the, I guess, physicist or some shit like that. Trey. Wow. Do we have a yoga instructor on board too? What does Rose Byrne do? She's a pilot, I guess. Cool. He's like, yo, I'm going to change our projection, I guess. I'm cutting ahead, but I'll explain it. It doesn't fucking matter. They're like, yo, okay, we know that the first ship isn't gone. Do we change our course to be able to meet where the ship is so we can be like, the fuck happened? Because we find out at this point that the first ship went missing seven years ago you said that in the beginning i didn't say that you did in the very beginning i sent the first ship one missing i didn't say, say when seven it... yeah i remember the number seven i don't think so but fine that's why i mentioned Good. when when we find out later on in the future you can lick my ass you can lick my ass you can lick my ass i'm pretty set you already beat my ass so you might as well lick it too i will beat it again you slap it all the time <laughs> I'm going Try to, to call... Try to fucking stop me. Yeah, call the cops. I'm going yeah, to see call what they, the See police? when they come in like three fucking days. <laughs> days. <laughs> and they're like, what's the problem? Um, my best friend slapped my butt. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> my question is, they realize that they're wasting gears, right? Gears? Years. You said gears. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I'm not doing this game with you today. <laughs> you absolutely said gears. You said gears. I said years. No, you with didn't. With a Y. Yeah. No, you said gears. No. Yeah, you Whatever. Did. It's been seven years since the, sh the first ship went missing. The crew starts talking about if there's any way that they could have survived. And we find out that there was also eight astronauts on the first ship, too. Who are on those? Who's on that plane? The only person we know is Something strong. Mark Strong. Who would you want to be on that other plane? Plane? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> ship. All my daddies. Kim Kardashian. No, because they're going to die, so who cares? Post Malone. I don't have anything what against Post Malone. It's so fucking <laughs> random. They say that oxygen and water would have been fine, even though it's been like almost eight years at this point since the ship went missing, because they have their garden plant room 
and then water is like recycled through some system that they have through air they take the condensate there's no condensation no there is <laughs> they take the condensation from the space air hopefully maybe if they're lucky a space tsunami hit next to them and they could just grab cups of water <laughs> okay dr nasa <laughs> so the only problem that they would have at that point if they were still alive was the fact that the food that they had on the ship wouldn't be enough to let eight people survive so that's when you got to eat somebody so they say that with the food that they would have had if they had gotten to the sun there would have been enough food for three to four people to survive they're like yo should we go to the first ship and they start talking about the cons and the pros and basically i think the ship like tells them where the other ship is and they see on a map that the ship is basically like right in front of the sun so they almost made it to the location where they would have to drop the payload but it's just sitting mid space it's just sitting there yeah they're basically taking a vote right again i said weighing the pros and cons of if they should go to this other ship mm -hmm. and everyone's like who gives a fuck our main mission is to save the sun mm -hmm. so humankind doesn't die and everyone's kind of like oh maybe we should go and then mace is like no fuck that this is our mission and then cliff jumps in and he's like well here's my thoughts i think that it would be a good idea to possibly have a second bomb in case something happens to our first one where it doesn't go off that's not a bad idea which this they never explain it but the only way that i can explain it is the fact that if they detach the bomb and they don't set it off before it gets too hot like the whole thing would melt and it wouldn't explode okay so they have to explode it before it gets to the point where it would melt. So if they fucked up on the first time, they'd be like, yo, we got ship number one, which is technically two for us, but whatever the fuck. And then Canada's like, all right, everyone's making a decent point, but the only person that could kind of make this decision is Rob because he is the physicist. He's the head physicist because Rose is also a physicist. No, Rose, I think is just, no, Ro Rose is Cassie. I think she's just like a pilot. Oh, right. You said pilot. Yeah. I don't know who Trey is supposed... No, he, he is the... Whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. Canada says that he has to decide, and it, it's never really said, but basically Rob is like, okay, yeah, we should have a backup plan just in case. So... Yeah, but that's going to take them years. No, not really. Okay. Because it's still... It's close enough. Yeah, that... it's close enough. It's like 10,000 miles off of their original course, but they still have to change their traje trajectory and Trey is the one that's responsible for that. Okay. So the next thing that we see, Rob says, yes, we should go to the other ship. But then he's like in that projection room. And this doesn't make sense to me because this is some shit that they should have done before they went on this mission. It's a simulation that the, the ship is doing for him with like them getting to the sun and then dropping off the bomb and then like going back. And the second that the bomb starts kind of like going into the sun's atmosphere or like gravitational pull, the computer's like, I cannot compute. He's saying that there's no 100% chance for them to know if this mission is going to succeed. At the same time, we find out that because the first ship went missing, Earth went on like a binger and used all of the Earth's, like, minerals and whatever the fuck to make this second bomb. So, so we have no minerals left. So we have nothing to be able uh -oh. to make a third one. If something went wrong. The crystal yeah. hose are screaming. Yes. <laughs> 
so I don't know. Someone's like, yo, you made a good call. Like, better to have a plan B than no plan B at all type of shit. <laughs> it is an abortion. P- no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's I not. really don't know what's happening because they show shit, but they don't explain it. They decide that they're going to go. Goddamn, Rose Byrne is a lucky woman to be on a ship with like nine other men. <laughs> I mean, it's her and Michelle. Right. That's enough. You know, th- you can share them between two women. Oh, well, I, I call this out later in the movie. So, yes, they're going to go to this ship. Trey is the one that's responsible for setting the coordinates to go to the second ship. Okay. And for some reason, he decides that he's going to do this when everyone is, you know, sleeping, so it's their nighttime. And Rob and Cassie share a room. Bunk beds? It's not bunk beds. They share a bed? The way that they make it seem, it's like two beds next to each other, so they like sleep feet to head, but it's like a little bit... What the fuck? Right. Yo, but the, the world ending, ending, no fucking, no raw dogging, no kid, no nothing. The only thing that happens is this, like the, the closest thing to sex is this scene. And at some point something is happening, I'll say it, and like Rose touches Rob's nose. You don't even have to worry about nine months. You're going to be dead in three. Like, fuck it. Fuck it. Human touch is healing, people. <laughs> very therapeutic they're all asleep rob is having a nightmare and the nightmare is of him getting like sucked into or falling to the surface of the earth and he like wakes up in a sweat and cassie's like oh did you have a nightmare about the surface of the sun and she's like i have those too which okay cool and then while they're having a conversation we all of a sudden hear just a blaring alarm and the whole crew runs into like the main I don't know, cockpit, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And Trey is there and he's like sweating and super anxious. And he's like, I did the calculations. I did three times to make sure, but I fucked up and I forgot to change the angle of the mirrors on the front to differ like the angle that they were going to be approaching the other ship. So the sun's going to kill us when we get there. So the sun ended up destroying some of of the mirror panels. Mm Mm-hmm. And he just feels super guilty and just, like, feels really fucking bad. So he's just like, I don't know, I fucked up, I forgot. And the angle that they're approaching the first ship is, like, off by 1.1 degrees. And that was enough to fuck up the mirrors. Mirrors? Mirrors? Basically, they have to go to the actual panels to fix them manually. Like, there's no other way they can fix them. So they're trying to decide, like, who's gonna go out. And Canada says that he's going to go out. And at this point, we don't know that he's the captain, which doesn't make sense. What? Because the captain would send someone else. Like, he still has to be the fucking captain. Well, I mean, an alien, the captain goes down to fight it after his, you know, teammates have already died. Right, but he's never the first one to go. No, he's not the first one. So he volunteers, and then Mace is like, I volunteer, Rob. (laughs) Listen, ladies. (laughs) If you love Christopher Jamal Evans, I don't care. Y'all can have him. He ain't shit to me. He's not ugly, but I don't give a fuck about Christopher him. Christopher Jamal. Yeah, there were, there's been discourse on uh, black social media about him being allowed to say the N-word because he's so fine that even black women are like, he's the white man we I'll care about. Yeah. <laughs> he's the white man we, we care, care about. about. But... If you think for a second that I'm going to let that raggedy-ass glass of milk do, say or do anything to Killian Murphy, the man who has eyes that you would only find in, like, what the hell is that land the in Lord of the Rings? I don't know. Uh, whatever. But, yeah, I no. I say Narnia, but... <laughs> Not Killian Murphy. He's like, no, that bitch. Fuck him. So he's like, 
Okay. <laughs> so Canada, Canada's a nerdy little guy. Canada, I, could, I could put him in my pouch like a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, he's so little. <laughs> he's my height. That's little. Okay. How short would you go? <laughs> with a man? Yeah. No, with a fucking elephant. Like, what do you... I was thinking, like, if I shrunk a person, like, how little... What are you, 5'5"? Five, five? You're 5'5", five, five, right? Yeah. Yeah. So would you go 5'5", five, five, or would you go 5'3"? What if he was a little bit shorter than you? If he was, like, really, really fucking fine, yeah. with a decent-sized dick, above his size dick, then yeah. I'd go probably the lowest 5'2". But, like, already my height is already, like, oh. Yeah, I know. I won't go shorter than 5'9". <laughs> no, I mean, like, please, at least let me... I'm not even saying a heel. At least let me wear a platform boot. <laughs> let, don't let my Air Maxes make me topper over you. <laughs> tower over you. Don't let my van platform sneakers <laughs> tower my, over My you. creepers <laughs> make me tower over you. Holy fuck. Okay, so, I don't know where I am. <laughs> okay, so... Canada and Rob are going out to fix these fucking panels. We find out that four of the sun panels, I don't know how many there are, but four of them are fucked. The hydraulics. I would just cover it with hospital tape like my whole entire life. (laughs) The hydraulics. Yeah, you had posters hanging up with fucking medical tape. Yeah. (laughs) When I was younger, yeah. Yep. Because I didn't know what I was doing. I got safety pins. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. No. (laughs) Push pins, thumbtacks. What are those? Hospital tape. Put them on cracks on walls. So before they go out, we see them getting suited up in their astronaut suits. Now, these aren't regular astronaut suits. (laughs) They're Gucci astronaut suits. These are gold. And the body looks like a regular, like, suit. Just maybe a little bit thicker. But the fucking head, it's not like a helmet with, like, a half circle for the face. Okay. It looks like a cone, but going forward... That's stupid. So like not a like, beak? So not, yeah, like, like a, a beak. beak. <laughs> like a beak. I was going to say not like cone heads. So like a beak. And then just at the very front of the face mask, there's just a little slit of an opening. For their eyes. For their eyes, yeah. They're getting suited up and the hood has a little slit. And I didn't write this down in trivia, but it's supposed to like not only block the sun, but it's also supposed to make the characters feel like more claustrophobic. Also, they have weapons on their head, so they can, like, like hit well, each other. Yeah. There's a trivia fact <laughs> that I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, also the fact why these suits are gold, I don't remember if I wrote this down, but it's supposed to make it, like, more iconic in a sci-fi scene, so people remember. Th- okay, let me know if you did, because mm-hmm. that's not why I remember man. this. They suit up, they go out, and Casey takes over control from icarus because it's like autopiloting and she tilts the umbrella like where it's damaged away from the sun so the whole front of that side is in shadow okay so they don't get toasted but the arm of the rest of the ship like where they live and they have like antenna they say that two of the antenna are gonna get destroyed because of how they have to angle the sun is just gonna fucking blast it so they're like so they say that two of the Two of the antenna are going to get damaged because they're going to get blasted by the sun. And they're like, well, that's only going to matter when we're starting to go home. So we'll figure out when the time comes. So they go out. They fix one of the panels. Rob is breathing like really fucking heavy. And Michelle is like, yo, calm your fucking breathing because you're going to run out of oxygen before you get back. How about the fact that they're all going to have not swamp ass, but space ass? (laughs) From oh, being this close can to the you heat. imagine? <laughs> Space swamp ass. I don't remember. 
remember what I was watching recently, but there was apparently, like, an astronaut that was asked when he went on a mission for, like, over a year. The first thing that he remembers when he came back to Earth, and he's like, the smell. <laughs> oh. Okay. Of Earth. Yeah. That it was just so, so refreshing. Was, oh. <laughs> they fix one panel, and then the ship is like, yo, bitch, I'm taking over control. And Cassie's like, no, Icarus, stop. Like, what the fuck? They're still there. You can't until... And she's like, nope, override. The garden room is on fire. Oh my god. <laughs> and this bitch just self-implodes. We don't know why. Just the whole fucking room catches on fire with all the plants. Da, 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 da. I was gonna save the earth, but then I got high. Ooh, ooh. I was... It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just weed plants. I was gonna save the sun, but, but then, then I got, got high. high. Do, 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 do. Then I got high. It basically seems like the ship is trying to self-sabotage. So it starts taking over control. The whole crew starts yelling at Canada and Rob like, yo, you need to get back. Like, you're gonna fucking die. You're gonna get fucking smoked sunny side up. You're gonna get roasted toasted. And the ship also tells them, like, the sprinkler system for the plant room isn't working. You will all burn to death, if not die from smoke inhalation, because I'm not letting the water out. So the fire, they close off the section where the plant room is, and the fire without the sprinkler system is going to burn for, like, 60 hours or some crazy shit. But at, at the same time, there's oxygen tanks within that room. So Mace decides that if, uh, I, I don't know, again is the science. Mace decides that he's gonna open up the oxygen tanks because I guess the f the flooded oxygen within the fire will make the fire extinguish faster. If there's too much oxygen, but I thought it was the opposite of that. If there's no oxygen, okay. the fire will go out, but okay, whatever. How do you feed a fire? Right, no oxygen. Oxygen, yeah. No oxygen. No oxygen, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> no. Oxygen. <laughs> He opens up the tanks, the room kind of like goes out from the flame. Michelle is also against the door of where <laughs> the plant room is, and she's like, no, my babies. But whatever. This is the time that we finally find out that Canada is the captain mm -hmm. of the ship. We didn't know who was. For a second, I thought that Mace was second in command. I was wrong. So, Canada tells Rob that, like, go back to the ship. I'll fix the rest of the panels. He's basically gonna die he's like sacrificing himself yeah and everyone's like no don't do it come back and we see the ship is tilting back to its original shape shape mm -hmm. so like the whole thing is in full sun and they fix like two of the panels and they're working on the third one and rob is kind of like hesitant to leave but he's like fuck it i'll leave and we see Rob is, like, right at the edge of where the panels stop, so he can, like, go back to the ship. And Canada is fixing the last one. He fixes the last one, and the sun is almost at him. And everyone's like, come back! You can still make it! But he's just kind of, like, sitting there, just watching the sun. And at this point, we realize Cliff is a little fucking crazy. Because he radios in from a separate area of the ship, to Canada being like, what do you see? Canada, what do you see? What does it look like? Like, he wants to fuck the sun. He's obsessed with the sun. It's like He's the like, what do you bitches. see? And Canada doesn't say anything. He's not moving. He actually turns around to face the sun, and Rob is yelling at him, too, and he gets fucking s'mored. S'mored. 
S'more. Tasty. He, he's beyond tasty. He's just fucking crisp. <laughs> he's beyond... You can't scrape the burnt-off layer off of this piece of toast. Never say never. <laughs> Rob gets back, but he also gets blasted from the sunlight off of the edge and, like, is holding on for his dear life. But he gets back. Trey now is on suicide watch. Why? Because he feels guilty because it was his oh, right. fault that it this is whole his thing. fault. Yes. He basically murdered him. But in space, there's no laws against murder. Yes. <laughs> so now Harvey is captain. I am the captain now. Okay. Harvey, the actor, I don't know who he is. We find out that a lot of the oxygen is gone because they used it, plus the room is gone. And they can't complete the mission mm-hmm. with the amount of oxygen that, that they, they have. They have to get to that other ship. If there's any oxygen left. Right. So, but not even that. There's a conversation between Mace, Michelle, and Casey saying that they do have enough oxygen to get to just to be able to drop off the payload, let alone try to get home. So Mm. at this point, it is a suicide mission. Mm. No one's getting back. And they're like, yeah, we can make it, but only with four people. So three people have to die. (laughs) Yo! This movie took a turn, and then another turn, and a last turn, and I was not expecting any of that. Yeah, so Cassie's like, we're all gonna die. Like, there's no way. (laughs) Like, fuck you. (laughs) And Rob is in control. He's the only person on the ship that knows how to manually set up the bomb Mm -hmm. to explode. So he's definitely not gonna be able to be picked to die. Yeah, he's like the most important person at this point. Of course he is. My baby. Because of all of this, Harvey is like, yo, we have to go to the first ship because maybe we can like salvage some parts from that ship or and drop use three it for our ship. Over there and be like, you can live on that ship. Right. Like they don't know what type of damage is done to the first ship. So mm-hmm. they're like, we have no choice. We have to go there. Casey goes to Rob and Rob is in like the room that is supposed to like explode the bomb or some shit like that. And she's asking him if he's scared to die. Do you mean Cassie? Because you keep saying Casey. And I'm like, who's Casey? Yeah. You mean Cassie. And oh Cass- my God. Yeah. Okay. Same shit. Sure. <laughs> In my brain. Mm-hmm. Cassie. Yes. She's saying that she's scared to die. And Rob is saying, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't tell you you're not going to die because you are going to die. So he starts explaining like, I don't know how he would know this, but if they were to be there when the atomic bomb goes off, he starts explaining like what you would feel before it hit you and you wouldn't even know you're dying because mm-hmm. you're so close to it. It's almost like Rob is somehow connected to Oppenheimer, <laughs> the man who created the atomic bomb. And he's saying like it would be a very peaceful death. So no, I'm not scared to die. My ass. <laughs> it would be a very beautiful death. We hear the distress signal from the first ship again and the whole reason i don't think no i didn't mention this the whole reason why they think they were even able to hear the distress signal from the first ship in the first place is because apparently the planet mercury was acting like as a satellite and it was amplifying the signal sound okay to hit them mercury you crazy bitch (laughs) yeah so at this point they're close enough to the ship where the ship itself is picking up the signal so they're almost there. Guess what? Next scene. They're there. Okay. They have to basically fly up to the first ship and kind of like have their umbrella encompass the other ship's umbrella. Umbrella fucking. So they can detach their handle and fly within the shade. To be able to go into their yeah, ship. And like connect into it. So they do that. And Mace, Cliff, 
Rob and Harvey go into the other ship. So Trey, Kate, Cassie, and Michelle are left on their original ship. They go into the ship and it's dusty as fuck. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And then I think Cliff says, oh, well, 80% of dust is made up of human skin. So it's human skin. (laughs) Everything Mm -hmm. in the whole ship is fucking covered with just like a half an inch layer of skin cells. They're like, we need to fucking split up if we're going to want to figure out what's going on with the ship and what's the problem and where the other crew is, if they're even still here. Because of all the skin dust, we can assume that uh, no one is alive. While they're entering the ship, it's all black. None of the electronics on the ship work. So they're just using flashlights. And every time the flashlight kind of like goes towards the camera, we get a flash for like a millisecond on the screen of a photo of a past crew member from that ship. That is so fucking stupid. It's so dumb. I don't know extras number one, three, and five. I don't care. (laughs) They split up and Harvey finds the plant room and it's apparently fucking thriving. It's like a jungle in there. God damn. There's bamboos growing, like just crazy shit. He saved the day. <laughs> yeah. So Harvey goes there and Mace goes to the cockpit and he's like logging into the computer and he's like, everything looks fine except for I, I can't connect to the flight computer, which is, I guess, separate from the main computer. <laughs> and he's saying that it looks like the coolant system got fucked up and it looks like someone sabotaged it on purpose. Well, cabin fever is a real thing, my people. Meanwhile, Dr. Cliff finds the rest of the crew. They are all in the sunroom where the filter window they just is. Died. <laughs> they fucking completely took the the screen off and they just roasted toasted themselves. That sounds terrible. Not like a beautiful That is death. definitely not a way. Hot yeah. Death. That's a horrible not, fucking not the good way. kind of hot. That and drowning. They're like ta- they're talking to the main ship and like telling them what the fuck is going on. And then while Mace is like logging into the computer, all of a sudden an audio file or video, but we just hear it for the most part, of the captain from the first ship start going over the loudspeakers. And it's Mark Strong talking about turning back into stardust and something about Jesus. So beautiful. And kawaii. So it's just like he went fucking crazy, basically. Mm -hmm. But we have no idea what happened. And the recording is dated from six and a half years ago. So half a year after they went into like the dark zone and they couldn't get communication. So like we know that they didn't die the second that they went Mm -hmm. into the dark zone. So they find this out and then all of a sudden out of fucking nowhere, the connection between the first ship and the second ship, like that whole, it's like a hallway type of thing, Mm -hmm. it just fucking blasts away. They have no idea what the fuck happened. But the whole room, because there's like two doors typically, right? There's like a a decompression room mm-hmm. before they can like open the door to space i so, know i've seen alien the game I, well <laughs> i've seen alien the game yeah i mean any space movie there's an air that whole room that's supposed to be the decompression room just fucking blew up from the ship great that four of the crew is on oh my god they lived through covid <laughs> they weren't alive during covid it's 2057 yeah they're like in their 30s oh sh- oh my god i feel old <laughs> No, they might have been alive. I mean, like, Canada, maybe. Like, yeah. his character, yeah. possibly, yeah. But he would have been, like, two. He would have been a fucking Corona baby. <laughs> his parents. He's a Rona baby. <laughs> 
So they're like, fuck, we're gonna die on this ship. Because it blew, it's like depressurizing the rest of the ship somehow. This makes sense. No, it doesn't. So but they have the other umbrella handle from the first ship they, they went to. Right. They but, could just use that to get to their old ship. Uh, okay, sorry. I was trying to be scientists. Right. You're more scientists than these scientists okay. are. There is one spacesuit on the first ship and Mace and Cliff decide that they're going to put Rob into it so he can go back to the other ship because he's the most important person. Because he's the only one that knows how to set these bombs mm -hmm. off. Or bomb. And Harvey, in the meantime, gets back to where all three of them are. And he's like, what are you doing? And Mace is like, we're putting Robin because he's the most important He's the most <laughs> important person. And he Harvey's like, no, he's fucking not. I am. I'm the commander now. Like, I'm gonna fucking go. Give me the suit. Rob, take the fucking suit off. I'm taking it. Mm -hmm. And Rob is kind of just standing there. Like, he doesn't say shit this entire time. Meanwhile, what the fuck, my man. Meanwhile, Mace and Cliff are yelling at Harvey like, "You're an idiot. Are you fucking yeah. stupid?" While they're arguing, Mace is also like, "Okay, maybe there's a way that we can all go back to the ship." He starts saying they they have one door left, mm -hmm. so they don't have the room, but they have the door that separates them from space. And he's like, "If we open this door, it'll basically act as like a gun type of where it's going to shoot us out? It's going to shoot us out, and if the other ship is close enough, like, we can shoot ourselves at the door, and we'll get in. Y'all ever uh, jack off and try to shoot your load at a specific spot? That's what we're doing to ourselves, boys. <laughs> we're doing it for the boys. <laughs> we're doing it for the boys. Saturdays are for the boys. We're going to have the boys. Space is for the boys. <laughs> so he starts ripping off insulation from the walls. And he's like, we'll just wrap ourselves in this. <laughs> yeah. Just keep your eyes closed. We'll be Gucci. Because your eyes will fall out of your head. It's, it's apparently like negative 357 Celsius or some shit like that. So closing your eyes will be good enough. You don't the, need the, goggles. The second you go out, you just fully fucking freeze. But then Cliff says, we got a problem. The only way that we can open this door, because the electronics are dead on this ship, is if someone opens it manually. From the outside? From the inside. Oh. Like, someone has to be... And they'll be... just be sucked the fuck out and die. Someone's dying. <laughs> well, they're, they're like, in a separate section of the room, so they mm -hmm. wouldn't possibly even get sucked out. Right. So Cliff is like, Deuces. I'll do it. <laughs> even though Harvey's like, I'm not gonna fucking do it. <laughs> uh, Harvey, the, the trivia about Harvey. Cliff decides that he's gonna do it. So Harvey and Mace wrap themselves up. So it's the three of them that are gonna shoot out. And I, I wrote, they, they try to jizz themselves out of the fucking ship. Cassie sets up the ship as close as she can. They go for it. And the second they go out, Mace and Harvey are, like, hugging Rob's arms to, like, hold on to him. But when they go out, they both kind of, like, detach from mm -hmm. him. Rob grabs a person that's closest to him that he can kind of, like, reach. The other person goes fucking flying. <laughs> I'm like, it's a 50% 50 50 chance of who it is because yeah. we can't even see yeah. their faces. They're just, like, fucking... Wrapped up like mummies. Yeah, wrapped in up cellophane. in cellophane. So we end up finding out that he caught Mace and we see Harvey freezing his ass in space. He opens his eyes and just you see just like frost forming over his entire face. Ew. And then at some point he hits a part of the spaceship. I think it's his arm and it just like shatters Good. into blood. Fuck him. Ice. <laughs> 
And then I thought the way that they, they the way that they described it was that the second that Cliff was going to open the door, he was just going to like freeze inside the ship, but he's in a completely separate room. He's still alive on the first ship. Okay. Which I'm just like, you can't figure out how to not make it, like, decompress or whatever the fuck. That's too much science. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Before they go into the first ship, we see Cliff, and he looks like he's had eight bad suntans. (laughs) His skin is, like, peeling off of his face, and it's just like he's a somehow, I mean, I'm assuming again, like, they've been in space at least three years. He's been tanning every day. And it's just gotten to him. He's a cheese monster. So he has, like, crusty, like, pancake flakes of Mm -hmm. skin on his face. He decides that the best way to die on this ship is to roast toast himself in the sunroom. Okay. Wait, so they didn't take any of the plants with them, though? No. What the- All right. All right. They were just, like, three people I guess they were We're just like, oh my god, we don't have time. We can't grab one plant to restart all the plants. So he goes into the sunroom- He turns off the filter and just sits next to, like, the other dead crew that are all just, like, burnt ashes stacked up against each other. It's like Florida. Sure. Is that a tan woman or a corpse? You'll never know. You will never know. (laughs) So, he did. Now, Mace and Rob make it back, and Cassie and Michelle are, like, trying to warm, warm, trying to warm Mace up, and... Can't stop thinking of the formerly known rap artist Mace, now Preacher. Who? He's a preacher now. Mace, he rapped with P. Diddy. Mm. All right. So Cassie, Michelle, Mace, and Rob are sitting together and they're talking about what happened to the ship that it deconnected from the first ship in the first place. Okay. And they say that they checked the systems and that the only way that it could blow the way that it did is if someone made it do it manually. All right. Someone sabotaged that shit. So Mace is like... I was with Rob the whole time, so it can't be ki- him. Cassie's like, me and Michelle were together the whole time. Uh-oh. Where's my boy Trey? Harvey was super self-absorbed, so it doesn't seem like he would do it for him to be stuck on the other ship. So the only person that it could be that's unaccounted for is Trey. And then Rob is like, it can't be him. He's like heavily fucking sedated. He can barely walk. How could he be that's the one you think. that blew Kablooey. the connection? And while they're talking about this, the whole subject of oxygen gets brought up again. So they're like, we have enough oxygen if only four of us are alive. So trade is suicidal. He's on suicide watch anyways. Just kill him. Let's kill him. (laughs) And Mace is like, I'll do it. God damn it. Why did they have to make Killian Murphy's character a simp? Oh, he's super simp. Oh, God. He's such a fucking simp this whole movie. He's a nerd. That's why. I guess. Nerds, you are hot. Women do find you attractive. Just don't be a simp. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> so May says, I'll do it. And then they're kind of like trying to take a vote, but it doesn't really matter at the same time. Michelle's like, yeah, we should definitely kill him. Mace says, I'll fucking do it. And they're like, Rob? And he's like, yeah, well, if we want to complete our mission, yes, we need to kill him. And Cassie's the only one, I guess, with a conscience because she's like, no, this is wrong. I thought you were going to say condom. <laughs> Yeah, she's the only one with a condom, so she's like, no, this is wrong. Don't come inside her. Pull out. <laughs> what? So he's like, we have no choice. We have to kill him. And then she's just like, please, make it the least hurtful as possible. And it's- He's gonna start choking him and then let him go. And well, then choke him again and let him go. <laughs> no. 
He gets up from the table. He goes, he's like in the hospital wing area. Mm -hmm. He goes there and we see he opens up a cabinet and there's like surgical knives. I don't know how many there are, but we see that there's like two missing. So he takes one and there's a fucking button on this surgical knife and it spins. Now tell me, doctors, what possibly could you use a spinning surgical knife for? Slitting throats. Spinning. So it's a, you know how like exacto knife right it's yeah. just straight but the surgical knives are like curved Curved, yeah so it's a blade like that yeah. and it spins cool it's why just cool. it's like yo i put a blade on a dremel it's cool like a dremel a dremel <laughs> what is that okay just my crafty worry. people out there <laughs> go on it's like a screwdriver but it's just a handle like a drill with a dildo on it it's more of just the shape <laughs> of a handle okay. with something at the end of it Yes, a dildo with a blade at the end of it. Fuck it. No, I said a drill with a dildo on the end of it. That would be a sawzall. Just go on. So, Mace is nicely is a scalpel. <laughs> and we see that Mace goes to where Trey's bed is, and Trey isn't in the bed. And we see the camera kind of pan over, and it pans into the room that's supposed to be like the three-dimensional screen room okay. from the beginning, the waves, you remember. Yeah, the therapy room. The therapy room, but the glass is like, it's milky, so you can kind of see that a form is inside the room. And we hear that there's like birds flying around, playing from the audio, and Mace goes into the room, and we see that Trey slit his wrists. Oh, so he killed himself he before killed himself. they even had the chance. Yeah. Mace is like, God damn it. <laughs> Mace screams, everyone, get over here. And everyone runs in and they see that Mace, uh, Trey is dead. Darwin. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. So Mace gets mad at Rob and blames him for everyone dying up until this point. Besides the fact that Trey is the one that fucked up, mm -hmm. but Rob was the one that said, yes, we need to go to the other ship now. So he... he is Mace stupid? You already learned before he, you went to the other like ship. He's just like fucking testosterone he's ego, man. Like, he's like, I'm a man! <laughs> I was gonna say boy, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's what he really is. I'm a boy! Oh, funny thing is, at the beginning of the movie... Chris Evans' character has, like, long hair and a beard and shit like that, and he gets into the fight with Rob, and then Canada is like, yo, you need a haircut. So he goes to therapy, he watches his waves, and then he shaves his head and cuts his beard. What, were they fighting, like, bad girl style? Like, ripping each other's <laughs> hair out and shit? They're Imagine like, that's how men fought. You look crusty. <laughs> I wish I could be in the time when men didn't have haircuts and they had long hair and see how they fought. <laughs> Bet you they were pulling hair. Oh. Bet you they were pulling hair, though. Dude, they were taking their fucking depend. Are we talking about gangs in New York? Are we talking about Mister? I'm gonna take off my glove and smack you across the face. I we're gonna do a duel later. Uh, I don't see how that would be, cause like Rob's character has long hair. <laughs> there can't be two men, and women. It, but it's also the fact that like Mace was singled out within this fight. So I guess that he's, like, too hormonal. There you can say too horny. Yeah, he's too horny. So, right. Mace blames Rob for everyone dying up until this point. And they get into a fight again. All of a sudden, like, the fight is very short. And we just he see them, like, heaving. Like, <sighs> like oh, gasping for air. Yeah. And Michelle walks past both of them. And she's like, the oxygen is low. <laughs> you should refrain from physical activity. <laughs> Rob is back in the payload room, in the bomb room, and he's asking Icarus to give him oxygen levels on the whole crew. 
and Icarus is telling the, him the consumption and she's saying that they won't make it back to Earth. And Rob says, that's okay. Like, we know that we're not going to bake it back as long bake as... Bake it back. Bake it back. We're not going to bring bringing our biscuits <laughs> to the gay garage <laughs> for the cookout <laughs> at the family reunion. For the barbecue. <laughs> He's like, that's fine. We know we're not going to make it back as long as we can make it to the payload destination. And then Icarus says you're not going to make it to the payload destination. And he's like, yes, we should. There's four crew members that should be enough to make it. And she's like, yes, that would be true for four crew members, but there's five crew members. And Rob is like, no, there's not. He's like, it's me, Mace, Cassie, and Michelle. And she's like, no, there are five crew members. And Rob is sitting there like, what the fuck? He's like, who's the fifth crew member? And Icarus says, the fifth crew member is unknown. Who is this, Among Us? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> While they're having this conversation, I don't remember if Icarus or Rob mention it, but they say that it's 14 hours, I think Icarus says it, she's like, it's 14 hours until you would stop being able to make decisions if you're running out of oxygen. It would be 16 hours before you would be able to make basic decisions. So just like, I have to pee. Or I am going to sit down. And then it would be, I think, like 17 hours until they would die. And Rob is saying, like, no, we need 19 hours to be able to make it to the payload destination. So when Icarus says that the fifth crew member is unknown, Rob asks, where is the fifth crew member? And Icarus tells him that they are in the sunroom. And guess who the fifth crew member well, is? Right. It's either... These are my two guesses. The captain from the other ship or Harvey. Well, Harvey was technically a part of their team. Yeah, I know. So he wouldn't be unknown. Okay, so it's the we captain. We also saw him straight up fucking die. So it's the captain from the other ship. Yes, it is Mark Strong. <laughs> it's Crazy Mark, as I call him. Psycholmatic. <laughs> so Mark is in the sunroom. And I didn't write this down, but every single time that we kind of see Mark, except for the first time where Harvey heard, was it Harvey? I don't fucking remember. But at some point we heard Mark having like his last, I guess, will and testament. Yeah. Being like, so sorry. hey, we're on the first ship. We're going to save humankind. We're on the ship. We're going to dip. We're going to save the sun and moon. Doot, 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 doot. Oh, that's what I remember. The trivia that I fucked up earlier, mm -hmm. the bomb was for the sun to actually, if this were to ever happen, for the sun to actually be able to restart, the bomb would have to be the size of the moon. Oh, okay, good job. <laughs> Not Manhattan. <laughs> um, the moon. The moon. Every time we see Mark, we never get a clear shot of him. It's like, I mean, I don't know, y'all fucking like satellite basic cable bitches remember if the signal was shit if you had an antenna the image would not be clear it would look like it's split in half <laughs> and you would see two people like one in one corner and one in the other corner but it's the same people just the image isn't lining up this is how mark looks every time we see him he's never clear it's like the image is split and it's staticky and I don't know what the fuck this is supposed to mean because it's not like he went through some radioactive fucking bullshit wormhole that he wormhole. is who he wormhole who he is what he is. But when we see him, when he's on in the sunroom on the second Icarus, 
He a crispy motherfucking dipsy bitch. <laughs> he is burnt. He is 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 fifth degree the worst burnt that you can have? He is like tenth degree burnt. <laughs> he doesn't have any nerves. His skin is just like a band-aid on top of his muscles. So he went from dipsy doodle to pretzel? He is you know what uh I almost said Freddie Mercury. <laughs> what Freddie from Nightmare? No, not Nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, burned is. like that. He looks like he, that. He, but he's like that, but worse. Okay, got it. And no clothing. He's oh, just oh. naked. <laughs> okay. His bakey. dick about to snap off like a piece of bacon. It's it's just like a it's a, it's a, it's a burnt to a crisp twig. He pees out of that hole like a pee pee hole. It it's not. It's just a pussy at this point i mean like no dick is a pussy right like if your dick burns off you have a vagina what episode did you say everyone has a pussy was the last episode that we just, recorded? <laughs> just now okay, yeah. yeah so technically <laughs> so rob finds out from Ecker is that he's in the sunroom rob walks into the sunroom the filter is not off fully but it's hurting his eyeballs mark is standing to the front of the window and rob comes in in the back of the room and he's trying to like focus on him but he can't and mark is like are you an angel have you finally come to save me i've been waiting for you such a long time and he just goes off again on the whole stardust i've been talking to jesus conversation okay we know he he's just fucking far gone and rob walks up to him because he doesn't know who he is still and finally, he realizes, oh my god, you're Pinbacker. So he's like, oh my god, you're Mark. And as he says this, Mark says some shit and then fucking stabs him. I knew he was going to stab him. I just knew it. <laughs> what are you going to do? Stab me? And he got <laughs> he's stabbed. He's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking stab you. <laughs> so Mark is... Mark- Oi, what do you mean I'm going to stab you? I'm going to fucking stab you. Don't worry. You, you'll see this fucking revolving fucking scalpel blade. It fucking moves crazy. And like, it goes fucking clockwise. It spins like a bitch. It's not anti-clockwise. <laughs> it's it's not your grandmother's dreidel. Fuck your mom. <laughs> I'll fucking stab him. So you fucking stabbed him. And he's like, oh shit, this I'm going from Italian bleeding. to Christopher Walken real quick. <laughs> Another Polish kid. Oh my god. I do have to say... That the the knife that spins, it's very cool. Oh my god, it's great. Now it's turning into Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I love it. So he gets stabbed. <laughs> Rob. Yeah. And he runs out of the room. Mark is chasing him. But before he, before Rob runs out of the sunroom, he blasts the filter like all the way. So he turns it up to 100. And Rob is like, oh. God damn it, I keep fucking up the names. Mark is like, oh no, the sun! And Rob runs away, and he locks himself in the room that is attached to the decompressor. Yes, room. So he's stuck in there. Great. And And he's bleeding now. There's like a little window. No one's sucking his dick. No. (laughs) No aliens sucking dick in this movie. Alien? (laughs) Who else? You know... Cassie's fucking busy with the ship. Michelle, I don't know where the fuck she is. Okay. So, Mark and Rob are having a staring contest between this little fucking window in the door. And every time, we see Rob, he's fine. And then every time, it's like back and forth between like views. And every time we see Mark, his face is all fucked up and like double vision type of shit. 
I think he says something him, again to him about, like, Jesus or some shit like that. And he, we see him, we see Mark pull something, but we don't know what it is. Later, we find out that it's, like, a manual lock. Okay. So even though Rob locked the room, Mark, like, double locked it. Oh, great. So there's no way for Rob to get out. Oh, cool. So Rob is now stuck in this room. He's fucking bleeding from, like, his stomach. Mm-hmm. His titty. I'd like to see that titty. And while this is happening, everyone else is sleeping. Great. So Cassie is like straight out, just out. Mm -hmm. Mace was doing some shit in a different room, but then he ends up in the control room cockpit. And then we also see, I may be jumping ahead, but at this point, it doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Michelle decides that she's going to go back into the plant room. Okay. I have no idea what's happening other than now Michelle's going into the plant room. It's fine. It really, like, <laughs> doesn't matter. No. Michelle goes back into the plant room and nothing is burning anymore. It's just, like, all ashes. And when she goes in, she sees that there's a little tiny green plant growing, growing. out of the, the burning. Yes. And she says, Icarus, contact Cassie and contact Rob. Like, let them know, like, I found this thing. Mm-hmm. And as she's saying this... We see Mark walk up behind her, and he fucking stabs her. God damn. And then I think this is the inspiration for Wally. Because I didn't write this down, but Mark positions Michelle's body after he kills her to be sitting cross-legged with her hands folded in her lap and the little green plant growing out of her fist. How does that, how does that adult murder inspire the children's movie Wally? Because Wally holds the little plant. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Wally wasn't shanked, though, was he? Was the robot shanked? I mean, wasn't he? Okay. They try to kill him multiple times. He is fighting for his life. The entire fucking movie. He's fighting for love. He's fighting for his life. He's fighting for love. First and most important. No, he's fighting for love. He's the only robot that is still alive. He fucking goes to other robots that are dead and bashes them in the back of the head and steals their batteries. Evie is another robot. She's just not the same model as him, but she is another robot. He's been on the planet by himself. His purpose? For decades. He never had a purpose before that. There was nothing else for him to do other than He never than had a purpose until cockroach. he found the plant. Until he found Evie. No, no, Evie. No, no. Now, Evie is just an extra addition to him wanting to live. A so it's all about life. It's not about live, love. But you need but to love, live to be able to love. <laughs> love is a more important You can't more. live just off of love. You need to live first and then add love into your life. Okay. Still, I don't remember anyone. You know, obese people are going to rule the world. I I still would like to say that I don't remember him getting prison shanked in the movie. Does Taser count? No. He is electronic. Okay. Go on. So that is the equivalent of being shanked if you're made out of electricals. All right. So Mark attacks Rob, and then Mark decides that he is going to sabotage the coolant system in the (laughs) ship. Yeah, he fucked the plants up. So we basically find out that he sabotage the coolant system they never say it but come on we're not stupid he sabotaged the coolant system in the first ship and he's doing the same thing in icarus too so he pulls out like the whole giant columns out of the water that we saw mace working on earlier because mark pulls out the coolant system out of the water the whole ship loses all communication and all the electronics end up going out now this is a fucking stupid system if this one thing if it gets fucked up, 
basically everything is fucked. They can't talk to each other within the ship anymore because they were talking to each other before. And when Mark slashed Rob in the sunroom, he dropped his comm system. He had it like, it was kind of like a walkie-talkie type of thing with headphones. He dropped it when he gets slashed. So we see that Michelle, well, okay, now. Now is when Michelle dies. <laughs> Spoiler <What>? alert. <laughs> So when all of this shit was happening, Cassie was sleeping and uh, I can't, I don't know if she saw something, but she's like, something's fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. Like something's happening. So she ends up. God, imagine if that was your sleep demon. <laughs> Crispy Mark. <laughs> Crispy Mark. I was. Crispy Mark. I was like, oh my God, he's not playing a villain in this movie. Psych. <laughs> so she sees, she, she sees, she notices that something is going wrong and Mark, like, kind of starts chasing her, and they end up in the hospital medical bay of the spaceship, and other shit is happening at the same time, and they're in the area where the therapy room is, and again, I mentioned earlier that it's, like, frosted glass yeah, or whatever. Yeah, can play whatever you think. And Mark sees that someone is in a room kind of, like, leaning up against a wall, but Cassie is seeing, like, from the opposite side. Okay. So Mark thinks that Trey, who has killed himself, <laughs> is Cassie. Oh, all right. So cool. he breaks through the glass and tries stabbing Trey, thinking it's Cassie. But while this is happening, Cassie runs up on his ass and stabs him instead. And then she kind of like runs away, but we have no idea what the fuck is happening with her from this point. Neither do I. So going forward from now, Mace and Rob are talking and we see... Mace finally sees where Rob is, and he starts yelling to him, like, go into the suit that's behind you. There's a comm within it. Okay. So take that, and then we can talk to each other, because the whole, like, the, the, the full ship system isn't working. So he starts talking to him, and Rob is like, yo, Mark is on the fucking ship. Right. He was alive this whole time, and he's the one that's fucking doing all of this, all of this shit. Right, he set the plants on fire? Okay. Yeah. So Mace is like... Holy shit. This is when we see Michelle's body holding the fucking plant. Again, it's both for Wally. We see Mace saw Rob like bleeding out and he found out about Mark and everything like that. And then while he was looking at the computer, I guess he saw something that said that the coolant system was out of the water. So he goes into the room where the coolant system is. And the only way that he can manually have, like, the thing go back into the water is if he jumps into the water and, like, unscrews some bolts or some shit. Okay. Like, bolts. Bilts. Or some shit like that. So he does, like, two of them and he jumps out of the water and he tells Rob, there's not enough of the computer system working. The only way that you're going to be able to make the bomb go off is if you manually set it off. So he'd have to be riding the bomb into the sun. Yes. Mace tells him... I know Chris Evans has a bigger dick, but like... <laughs> can we have Chris Evans be the one to do this? You know, like... Honestly, is like the beginning Murphy? of the, his career. Like, you know, he was hot shit, but he wasn't hot, hot shit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But I'm assuming at this point, Killian Murphy was more like... No, he was always an indie a, artist, an indie actor. But at this point, I feel like even if he was an indie actor, he, he's Maybe done he enough more, roles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's famous on one continent. At least. When the fuck did, like, Fantastic Four come out? 
I'm pretty not sure until, it was like, after 15 or 14. Yeah. No, it was That's earlier. The, that than was that, the second. But it was definitely after this. The newest one with him in it. It was definitely after this movie came out. Mace tells Rob that you're gonna have to set it off manually. I'm gonna try to do this one other like column of coolant so there's like enough power to kind of run the ship but you're still gonna have to go do it manually rob has to suit up again and go into he's this been stabbed he's stabbed but he's still in this room in this like barrier room and he is locked out of going into where the payload is mm-hmm. this doesn't really make sense but basically rob has to set off the computer or the ship to detach from the bomb and then he's going to go into a spacesuit and then once the bomb is already detached from the ship he has to again jizz himself out of the ship to go to the door to get into the payload to then set off the payload okay Mace ends up freezing to death because he's trying to fix one more panel from the coolant machine yeah. And every time he fixes a panel, he, like, crawls out of the water, but he's, like, fucking shivering mm-hmm. like crazy. Your man's is fucking shivering. <laughs> and while he's fucking shivering, he's so fucking cold. Just going in the sun, bro. You warm up in no time. It's not close to where he is. <laughs> when he's, like, trying to get out of one of the sections of the pool... He gets pinned by the machine going back in, and he starts bleeding in the fucking below freezing water, Great, and he ends up dying. Rob somehow gets into, like, the cockpit of the ship that he's in, sees that Mace is dead, then he's like, yo, the timer for the detachment of the bomb has already gone off, so he has four minutes before the blasters, or the engines on the on the bomb will start going towards the sun okay so he blasts himself out into fucking space he barely makes it onto the door before the bomb is starting to go to the sun he gets into the bomb and when he gets into the bomb we see a handprint on the inside just of blood we haven't seen cassie die so he starts screaming cassie cassie and the area where the bomb is, it's like a giant cube. So it, the cube is on my list. So I can't say this. But it's basically like a giant flat platform that goes on for like, I don't know, football fields. You can't what see fuck? shit. Like it's huge. And there's at some point an area that like dips down that you go into the core of it. And that's where the whole electronics for the bomb are. Okay. So Rob goes into this area and he sees Cassie is just sitting there like in this open fucking plane. He goes up to her and he's trying to talk to her and he's saying like, is he here? Is he here? Talking about Mark. Mark, because he doesn't know he's dead, right? And while he's saying this, Mark walks up on his ass. (laughs) Mark can't die. Which is like, where the fuck did he come from? It's flat. Where was he hiding? Was he like so double vision blurred (laughs) by his like, I don't know, he got jizzed by the sun where he's like in two places at once that he couldn't see him? He stabs him again. Okay, great. But at the same time, he has like fucking Superman strength because he picks him up by his neck (laughs) and he walks him to the edge of this cube and he's about to drop him again he's talking about stardust and jesus and whatever the fuck (laughs) jesus's alias was stardust yeah 
And Cassie runs up on his ass and she tries to kind of like stop him from doing it. But she basically jumps onto his arm. And when she does this, Mark's skin starts to deglove. Okay. Do you know what degloving is? Like rip off of him, yeah. This is a medical term. (laughs) And it happens if you have like a ring on your finger that's super fucking tight where your skin detaches from your muscle and it basically pulls off as a separate fucking like layer. Awesome. So they're both hanging onto his arm and from the top of his shoulder, all of his skin starts ripping off and they just fall off of the edge of the fucking cube. And because gravity isn't what it is on Earth, (laughs) as they're falling, they start falling to the surface of this cube. So they don't just like fall down to the ground. Mm -hmm. They just kind of like flow onto the side of this this cube. This movie sounds gross. This is the grossest scene, I guess. And I was like, is this a horror movie? And I had to go back to IMDb and I think it's like thriller drama. Science, not in the description. I think sci-fi maybe too, (laughs) because that's a trivia thing, but whatever. So they fall back onto the surface of the cube and Cassie says to Rob, finish it. So he starts running and he runs to the center of the cube and he goes down into the cube and he has like a laptop or some shit like that. And he, <laughs> he has a MacBook. Yeah, he has a MacBook and he starts putting in some codes and he starts setting off the bomb. And we saw this earlier when Cassie was asking him if he's scared of dying. But the room that they're in starts having like sparkles. <laughs> There's like st- like yellow by Coldplay starts playing. <laughs> Just like silver like stars start illuminating within the room. He's basically setting off the bomb. And the bomb goes off, and at this point, like, they are heading towards the sun. And we see the sun kind of, like, erupts into the room that he's in. And he's, like, the only thing that I can compare this to is, like, in a factory, there's, like, staircases or walkways above the fabric, yeah. the fabricating the floor. floor. Yeah. So he's, like, on a staircase or a platform like that, and the sun comes know foot away from him and just stops and he's screaming at first but then he stops and then he's kind of like touching it and it's like the only thing that i can i guess compare this to is that scene from that show on netflix about vampires you told me to watch it hemlock grove not hemlock grove midnight mass yes where he's on the boat and he's imagining and he just puffs yeah but in real life he's like burning and the woman is screaming so it's kind of like that happening how hot do you think the sun is think there's an actual number how hot is the sun you would be dead before you got anywhere near it i asked for a reason you think there's a medium between how hot the sun is and how cold space is that you can live in this is the perfect weather equilibrium yeah but you would still have to live in a vessel whatever all right, anyways, I feel like <laughs> more caliente, he... more caliente. The la, way, la, 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 la. okay, the way that they show it, I think it's that kind of like in between of like we physically know that he's probably already dead, burning the yeah, but it's that kind of euphoria that your brain might create mm-hmm. the the second before it dies that he's living in, that he's actually able to touch touch the the sun. sun. The moment right after that happens, we see a woman sitting on her cell phone. We end up finding out that it is Rob's sister. And she's watching, I think, the last video that he sent. So she's watching it, and we see that she's on Earth, and we end up finding out that she's in Australia, in Sydney. 
and there's snow all around her and she's calling her kids and we see or we hear rather Rob is narrating and he's saying so if you wake up one morning and it's a particularly beautiful day you'll know that we made it and she's in a giant field with her kids and the sun looks very dim and all of a sudden it gets very bright the end kangaroos are crazy now before trivia yeah this is fucking weird i've never seen this in any other fucking <laughs> video or video movie. <laughs> in any other movie while the credits are playing there's a video recap of the entire movie playing during the credits That's weird so it's like snippets of like the most important parts of the whole movie playing during the credits that is fucking weird like, so, hey, we know you fell asleep. He's a recap. If you don't want to pay $3.99 on either Amazon or YouTube to watch <laughs> this video, Google credits of sunshine and you will know the entire fucking movie <laughs> from those four minutes. Are you ready for trivia? Always. <laughs> Are you ready for trivia? I can't read. Okay. <laughs> it took... Mark Strong, five hours to get into his full burnt makeup costume for the movie. That sucks. I mentioned this earlier, but this movie takes place in 2057. The actors all had to live together in order to create a realistic kind of community between all of the characters, but Killian Murphy was allowed to go home at night because his wife at the time was pregnant. That's sweet. <laughs> He has two sons. One of them looks exactly like him. Really? So I have a chance. No, I'm kidding. That would be horrible. The director, Danny Boyd, found... Boyle. Wo Boyle. Sorry. I read it as Boyd because <laughs> I'm fucking blind and stupid. <laughs> Danny Boyle found working on a sci-fi project was so exhausting, he, va <laughs> he vowed never to make another one again. I'm with him. The distinctive golden color of the spacesuits was intended to make them memorable to sci-fi fans and the character kenny from south park was used as a design inspiration and a reference for the funnel-shaped helmet on the spacesuits. and then a small number of the suits and helmets were built as wearable costumes so the actors could experience the claustrophobic reaction of being in them wow kenny kenny yeah which i was like in 2018, when promoting his film Annihilation, Alex Garland revealed that the character of Harvey was actually named after Harvey Weinstein. Oh no. Due to his often rude and snappy attitude to the other crew members and arrogant superiority complex, Danny Boyd thought it'd be Boyle. fun- Boyle, sorry, I said it again. <laughs> Danny Boyle thought it would be funny to pay homage to Weinstein in this way after Harvey had been difficult with the handling of the U.S. release of Train Spotting mm -hmm. in 1996 and trying to cut out some of the more disturbing scenes. Fuck yeah. Fuck Harvey Weinstein. Piece of shit. Which I was like, really? Homage? <laughs> You're trying to pay him homage? Yeah. What the no, fuck? but it was a diss thing. You know that. I know, but just like homage makes me feel like... He was like being sarcastic. The word homage. Isn't it homage? But still, okay. the, the <laughs> word itself makes yeah, it me sounds feel sophisticated, like it's, like like it's honorable. A help, yeah. Like it, it's a nice thing that you're mm -hmm. telling 
or trying to contribute. How many so. more trivia facts you got? That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This one is boring, but we tried to make it hip, hip, hoppity, hippity, pippity. It's too long for what it is. I would also it's, agree. It's not bad, mm-hmm. but it was also boring. <laughs> but I'm sure even though Killian Murphy looks like a dirtbag in this movie, <laughs> he's still hot. So I would watch it. I'm going to at some point just like because of him. School, yeah, eventually. Yeah. No man can he's live up to five foot boy. seven Killian Murphy. Anyway. All right. So we That's hope it. you enjoyed this one. And Me too. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you on the next one. We're going to go eat pizza. Goodbye.